from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Hello. Wow. Hi, I'm, I'm Mary Swaddlebaum, and I'm a regular reviewer of middle grade and teen fiction for Washington Post Book World, and I would like to welcome you all to the National Book Festival. Yay! But I have to say more before you get to clap for the person who's going to be speaking. Um, the Washington Post is a charter sponsor of the festival and has been an enthusiastic sponsor for all 12 years of the festival's existence. So, 12 years and the festival just keeps getting more amazing. And speaking of amazing, the author I'm about to introduce is pretty amazing, and so are his books. James Dashner. But, but I have more to say about James. Um, and one thing I want to say is that he's going to be signing books in the signing pavilion at 1 o'clock right after this talk. So James Dashner raced into the book world spotlight with the Maze Runner, the first book of his Maze Runner series. Okay, I'm just gonna stop for a moment and say, how cool is it that you have a last name like Dashner and a book called The Maze Runner? I just had to say that. <laughs> um, Publishers Weekly called The Maze Runner a dark and gripping dystopic novel, and it galloped up the bestseller charts. It was followed closely by three other books, including his most recent, The Kill Order. James's books have crossed the finish line to cheers from young readers and pleas for more. He has authored the Jimmy Fincher saga and is working on the fourth book in his series, The 13th Reality. James is also the author of a new book called A Mutiny in Time. Yay! have a whole Vanna White thing going on up here, right? Um, it's the first book in a series called The Infinity Ring, and it brings together action, adventure, and history in one exciting package. And it includes a cool interactive online game thanks to the publisher Scholastic. So James is a very busy guy racing here and there, but he makes lots of time for his own four kids and to visit with young readers at events like this. So, welcome, James. All right. I'm gonna use this microphone, I feel a little more comfortable. How are you guys doing today? All right, that was kind of lame. Come on, how are we doing today? Yes. We're at the National Book Festival. How cool is that? Yes. I, I am uh, just beyond honored, extremely excited to be here. Uh, the National Book Festival, I'm going to say that about 20 times probably. But uh, welcome to all of you. Thanks for having me. How many of you guys like to read? That might be the dumbest question ever asked at the National Book Festival. I guess you wouldn't be here. I love to read too, and I think it's so great that we're here 
celebrating books. How many of you love history? All right. And how many of you were a nerd like me and daydreamed about traveling through time? Come on, Back to the Future. If you don't know what Back to the Future is, that makes me very sad. But a lot of you are too young for that. Well, we'll talk about this in a little bit. But my new book kind of uh, mixes all those things. History lover, history dork like me, fantasizing about traveling through time and stuff like that. But we'll get there. First, I want to tell you guys a little bit about myself. I find that people are always curious, you know, how did you get published? How come you're such a lucky guy? You get to travel all over the country. You get to write books for a living. I am a lucky guy. I'm the luckiest guy who's ever lived, in my opinion, because I get to make up stories and get paid for it. It's really cool. You guys should try it sometime. But when I was a little kid, I was, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Anybody ever been there? Yeah, a lot of you, okay. Anyone from Georgia? Someone way over there, okay. And uh, what's really cool is some of my family's here, a couple of my brothers right there. They were, uh, yes, <laughs> they're feeling very famous today. <laughs> they take all the credit for my success. They basically raised me. No, uh, and so my nephew and nieces and sisters-in-laws and all kinds of cool people are here but so that's why I'm nervous usually when I'm talking to complete strangers I'm okay but I'm very nervous what my brothers are gonna say afterwards so <laughs> if I say something that even remotely seems like a joke laugh extra hard okay all right that wasn't very good try that again <laughs> oh thank you thank you yes I feel very funny right now no but when I was a kid in Georgia even before I can remember I know that my parents read lots of books to me. And I grew up in a house that was just full of books. Pretty much every room had a nook or cranny with some books there. And I have very distinct memories of seeing my dad lying on the couch reading a book, usually really, really thick books. Uh, my dad's passed away, but my siblings and I have sort of fought over some of the books that were in the house. And I've stolen a few that these guys don't know about. But uh, my dad had books like The Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire that are like this thick. And if you think I'm a nerd, my dad was supernaturally nerdy, okay? But he loved books. My mom loved books. And I grew up in a house full of books. So I knew that writing and reading and that sort of stuff was just going to be a big part of my life. So when I got a little older, seven, eight, nine years old, of course, I was reading books on my own. And I loved it. I was a book nerd. I went to the library all the time. I have this great memory of, oh, there's President Obama flying by. Just want to say hi. Uh, when I was a kid, um, what was I just talking about? Obama screwed me up. Oh, library, yeah. In our, in our town where we grew up, the city hall, the top floor of the city hall was the library. And I can remember the smell and how it was sort of an old, musty building. But anytime I catch a whiff of anything that remotely smells like that, I think of books and reading. But some of the books I loved as a kid, I know a lot of you have read. 
So Charlotte's Web, anybody? Hardy Boys. I even read Nancy Drew, I'll admit it. Okay. One of my favorites, A Wrinkle in Time. Yes. And then I also started writing stories when I was this age. The first one I actually have a copy of in my own writing was really, really bad, but I was only eight years old, so cut me some slack here, okay? It was about a mammoth that got stuck in the mud, and then a saber-toothed tiger came along and tried to eat it for lunch, but the tiger got stuck in the mud, and then a caveman came by with a spear and said, sweet, I'm gonna eat these guys for lunch, but he got stuck in the mud, and the last line of the story was, and they all died. <laughs> so, for those of you who've read the Maze Runner series, you can see I started at a very young age, killing people. But, uh, oh, I promised my publicist I wouldn't say the word killing in my speech, and I just did it. Oh, well, she'll forgive me. So anyway, at that age, I was writing stories, reading books. I loved it, and it's the first time I started to have a dream to be an author someday. Well, as I got older, the awkward teenage years came along, okay? Went to high school. And again, I was the biggest dork in the history of high school, okay? And I looked like it too. But in high school, I, I kept writing stories, I kept reading books. In high school, I discovered the book Ender's Game. Who's read that? <laughs> yes. That book probably influenced both my reading career and my writing career more than any other book. I just loved it. It came out when I was in eighth or ninth grade and it really influenced my writing. I think you can see influences from that book in the Maze Runner series. But I had good parents and they had instilled in me a very practical side. I knew that it was hard to get published, much less make a living as, a, as an author. So in college, even though I still had this dream to become an author, I studied accounting. Do we have any accountants in the audience? Be brave and raise your hand. One over there. Okay. Oh, I feel your pain. I feel it, I feel it. No, accounting was great. It was a stable job. Uh, my uncle once told me that accountants can always get a job, and that was basically the sole basis of my choice to study it in college. You should probably put a little more research into it when you go to college, but um, I studied accounting and I did work in that field for a few years. And it wasn't my cup of tea. I didn't love every minute of being an accountant. No offense, because I think accounting's great. You love every minute of it, right? No, you don't? Wow, that's shocker. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but this dream to become an author was just really, really strong. So even though I was studying accounting and worked as an accountant, maybe even because of that, I started working really, really hard on my writing. So a lot of evenings, a lot of Saturdays, I started writing books. How many of you think that's really, really easy to get published? Okay, oh, some kid back there raised his hand. You're, you're almost, Right, uh, it's really hard and I received many, many rejection letters 
I was pretty much used to it because I'd asked a lot of girls out in high school who said no, okay? So I was used to it, but basically if you guys don't know what that is, you know, you work really hard, you write a book, you send it to a publisher, and they write you back a letter, and it doesn't literally say this, but this is what it feels like. Dear pathetic moron loser, we read your book, it was the worst thing we've ever read. Send us another one, we'll run over your grandma with a bus. Sincerely, the publisher, goodbye, okay? That's what it feels like. And I, I probably got uh, 20 to 30 rejections. But did I give up? You kids in the audience, did I give up? Are you guys ever gonna give up? No. I kept working, I kept writing, and eventually I got published, which was really awesome. And I've had a series called The 13th Reality, um, and then The Maze Runner was a big break for me. Just a little side note, this is something very exciting. 20th Century Fox is making The Maze Runner into a movie, so. And I'm a huge movie buff, so the day that comes out and I actually go to a real theater and see a movie based on my book, I'll probably just die right there because my life will be complete. Actually, I hope I don't die that day so I can write more books. But anyway, I'm very excited about that. And my latest project, which I'll just spend a few minutes on and then we'll do questions, is called Infinity Ring, okay? And like I was saying earlier, I'm a big history dork. I love the History Channel. And I love to read. I love adventure. And I love, pretty much any author is like this, I love to play the what if game. You know, what if you could fly? Or what if you were immortal and could never die? Stuff like that. Well, applying that to history was a lot of fun for me. You know, what if Abraham Lincoln had never been born? How different would the world be? Or what if Washington, D.C. was not the capital? Some of you local residents might be happy about that. I don't know. Anyway, but this story, I, I was able to do that and had a lot of fun with it. I'm really excited. I've been traveling all over the country to promote it. And it's sort of a unique thing. It's set in an alternate version of our world where history is not quite how we know it. For example, in this book, Washington, D.C. is in fact not the capital of the United States. And people's names are spelled a little oddly. And there's these really evil people called the SQ that are ruling the world. And natural disasters are happening everywhere, even worse than they actually are in the real world. And the world is, is heading towards a thing called a cataclysm where the whole world is just going to basically blow up. And the kids in the book, the main characters, discover a time travel device and they have to go back in time to fix these things called the great breaks that have basically ruined the fabric of time and it has made everything off kilter. And in the first one, they have to go back to Christopher Columbus's time. You guys have heard of him, right? Chris Columbus, yeah, discovered a big continent and stuff. Well, in the book, he's threatened to be thrown overboard in a mutiny, and so they have to go back, and it's really fun. I had a lot of fun playing with it. But the cool thing about this series is the online game that goes with it. 
is something really unique. I've, I've never had that before, where when you finish the first book, you go online and basically take turns being the different characters in the book to complete an entirely new mission uh, throughout time. And after the first book, you actually go back to revolutionary France. You get to meet uh, King Louis the Sixteenth. You get to go see the Notre Dame Cathedral. All of it, 3D, online, the graphics are amazing. So it's, I'm really excited about it. So each book, as you can see, I guess I should have used the podium after all. Each book comes with these fold-out maps. That have a map of France during that time. It has a lot of historical notes and clues and stuff, so you can go online and do the mission. So I'm just really excited about it because it's something different, something that I've never done before. And there are more than one off. There's a few authors working on this together. I'm writing the first and the last book, and a few other authors are writing the ones in between, so that they can come out really quickly. And uh, it's just the most important thing to me with books and kids. A lot of you here are kids, but a lot of you are adults too. Is I think it's really important to associate reading with fun. You know, sometimes we jam books down our, down our kids' throats that they may not like at first. But I think anything we do that can just associate those two things together, reading and fun, can just change their lives forever. Because I've told people this before, I think reading is literally the most important thing in the world. Anything that you think is important can somehow be traced back to reading. People say, well, your family's the most important. Okay, that's true. But how are you ever going to support a family and raise your children in a, a safe environment if you can't read? You know? How are you going to get a good job and, and make the money you need to make if you can't read? And how are you going to be educated and live a healthy life and all these things if you can't read? So I think reading is the most important thing in the world. And you can imagine what a thrill it is for me that I get to be a part of that world. I get to write books for a living. I get to visit lots of schools and, and meet the actual people reading my books. It's just a huge thrill. I am honored and excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to be here. And so I just think this is awesome. Now, I know some of you might have come with questions for me. And so I want to make sure we left plenty of time for questions. It's always scary to be the first one. But if someone's brave enough to ask a question, just raise your hand. We got a couple over here. And come up to the microphone so we can all hear you. If I have to do it, you have to do it too. All right. What's your question? Um, what? Oh, I have two questions. Um, okay, two questions. What was your favorite book in the Maze Runner series to write, and what inspired you in the first place to write them? Okay. What's your name? Jared. Jared, Jared, those are two very good questions, and I'm going to answer them now. How old are you? Twelve. Twelve years old. Okay. My favorite book to write in the Maze Runner series was probably the first one, just because that's when my creative juices were just fully on, 
and I was creating the world and the characters, and I spent a lot of time on it, and it'll just always sort of be special to me. And then what inspired it? Two books. And I bet if you've read these books, you will definitely see their influence in the Maze Runner. And that is Ender's Game, which I said before, and Lord of the Flies. Who's read Lord of the Flies? It's a real happy pick-me-up book <laughs> when you're on a rainy day. But yeah, yeah, those two books influenced it. And plus, more important than anything is I just love to come up with cool stories. And so when I was writing The Maze Runner, if I thought something was cool, I wrote it down. It's fun to be an author because you're totally in charge. If you want a house to explode and little pigs to come flying out, all you have to do is type it and it happens. It's really cool. So Jared, thanks for your question. All right. Who's next? Right here. What inspired you to create the flare and the cranks? The flare and the cranks. Two, two other pick-me-up lovely things, right? He's talking about the Maze Runner series. There is a somewhat hideous disease called the flare, which this won't really spoil anything, but it basically ruins your brain and makes you go completely, utterly insane. Which, for some reason, and again, I am married with children and I actually have real friends who aren't scared of me, but I'm fascinated with insanity. <laughs> I just think the concept of a human being who has, who is completely insane is just fascinating. And so that's why I, I came up with that disease. And then the cranks, well, that they're the result of it, right? So hopefully you'll never meet one for real in life. What was your name? Nate. Nate, thanks for your question, man. That was a good question. All right. Did your inspiration for the Maze Runner, was it kind of over time or just something that kind of came out of nowhere? Are you related to Jared? Yes, I am. Okay. Are you <laughs> twins? Yes. Because that was really weird. Like, okay, Jared went and changed his shirt so he could ask me another question. Okay. Sneaky little guy. No. What was your name? Aiden. Aiden. Aiden, any book I write is definitely inspired from my entire life. See, all my experiences go into my brain, and my brain just becomes this soup of creativity. It's like a, an idea factory. So every person I've ever met, every book I've ever read, every movie I've ever seen, somehow finds its little way into my books. So yeah, definitely over time. Good question. I hope you guys are nice to each other, you twins. All right, yes? Um, I have two questions. I was wondering how long did it take you to write The Maze Runner and how many drafts did you make? Okay. Were these pre-screened? Because these questions seem really brilliant. Sometimes I'm like, do you like cheese? <laughs> yes, I like cheese. Next? No. It, uh, let's see, how long it took and how many drafts? How many drafts? Very good. The Maze Runner took me about, I was, when I came up with the idea, I was very, very excited about it. So I actually wrote the first draft in maybe three months, which is pretty quick for a book. But then I spent another four or five months editing it and revising it. And it took 
three years for it to get published. So over that time, I probably did 10 or 11 drafts. I worked on it over and over to make it, to make it better. And that's what you have to do. No one writes a perfect book the first time, right? Yep. What was your name? Adam. Adam. Thanks, Adam. Good question. All right, over here. Uh, how long did it take you to write the entire Maze Runner series? The entire Maze Runner series took me, well, from the very first day that I thought of the Maze Runner mm -hmm. to the day I wrote the last page of the Kill Order, which is the prequel, was about six years. But I worked on other books in between, so sort of mixed in. What was your name? Barrett. Garrett? Barrett. Oh, Barrett. I like that. Cool name. Thanks, Barrett. All right. Do you plan on making a prequel for the 13th Reality series? Oh, we have a 13th Reality fan. Cool. A prequel. Hmm. I had never thought about it before, but that's a really good idea. Do you want me to? Yeah. You know, the fourth and final book in that series comes out this fall. So look for that. And then what was your name? Ben. Ben? Ben, you haven't read Maze Runner yet, have you? No. You're kind of young, maybe. But there's a guy named Ben in Maze Runner who something really bad happens to him. So <laughs> don't freak out when you read it. But all right. Okay, uh, what's your name? Callie. Okay, Callie, what's your question? Um, what made you really decide to have Wicked control everything that happened throughout the Glade and through the simulations that happened in the Maze Runner Okay, she's asking about the group that's called Wicked in the Maze Runner series. One of the themes or whatever that came out of that trilogy and the prequel is that things are not always black and white. Okay, people are usually not totally evil or totally good. They're usually somewhere in the middle. And I wanted to set up a world where they had gotten, it's our world in the future, Things had gotten so desperate and humanity was on the brink of extinction. I want my readers to have empathy for these people who get so desperate they start doing terrible things to people to try to save humanity. It's basically they're saying we can sacrifice a few to save the many. And throughout the books, most of the time you think they're really evil. But by the end, I wanted you to sort of think, I don't know, maybe I would have done the same thing. But that's why, that's where that whole storyline came about. So good question, Callie. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What's Hi. your name, young lady? I'm Rhonda. Okay, Rhonda. Hi. Um, I appreciate, Mr. Dawson, your honesty about publishing. I'm a new author. And I would, my question of the day is, what would you do differently to get your first book published now that you're Okay, uh, yes. That. <laughs> Number one, I know how it feels. Like yeah. I was saying earlier, I've had many rejection letters. Um, so I will never, ever, ever take for granted what I have. I'm very thankful for it. I think the thing I would do differently is I would attend writers conferences more often. Usually every city has some pretty big ones, some really successful ones where agents and editors come. And plus you learn more about your writing craft and you meet other writers. And I think if I had done that earlier, it would have really helped my first book get published. So, and a lot of practice. Of Some people think writing, you're just born with it or you're not. 
But, you know, no one expects someone to, when they're five years old, to sit down and start playing Mozart on the piano. Everyone knows to learn the piano, you have to take lessons and practice, practice, practice for years and years and years. Well, I think writing is the same way. I mean, exactly. the more you write, the more you practice, the better you get. Thank but you. very good luck with your career. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rhonda. All right. Um, what inspired you to make the um, transplant or the um, and the flat plant? The flat trans. And um, do you know when the uh, movie is going to be released? Okay, what's your name again? Ethan. Ethan. Ethan, is that, what team is that shirt for? Um. Is that a cowboy shirt? No. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm a Falcons fan. I'm from Atlanta. And for some reason, I hate the Cowboys. But no, we have any Cowboys fans? All right. She's going to tell me my time's up before it's actually up. <laughs> All right, Ethan. Mm -hmm. Number one, the movie is, is in the beginning stages. They just named a director, and they're working on the screenplay, so we don't quite know when that'll happen. Okay. Probably two or three years, so you have to wait a little while. As for the flat trans in the Maze Runner books, I just thought that was really cool. Okay. Not a great answer, but that's... That's what's fun about being an author. If you think something's cool, you can put it in your book. So okay. I thought that was really cool. Okay. Thanks, Thanks. Ethan. Thanks. All right. Um, testing, testing. My okay. Um, my name is Jordan, and I at um. Okay. Well, I have actually two questions. All right. The first one is, um. What character in your new series do you think is more like you? Very good question. My new series. Well, funny you should ask that because I actually meant to talk about this earlier. The main character in this book, his name is Dak, spelled D-A-K. And like I said earlier, this is an alternate version of our world, so everyone's names are a little bit odd, okay? But Dak is a history dork, he's a big nerd. Does this sound like me so far? Okay. He loves to spontaneously start telling people about cool things from history at the worst times possible, like his uncle's funeral, where he compares his uncle's death to Rasputin, which was much, much worse, okay? Uh, so the main character in this book, when you read it, you'll see a lot of me in him. If you knew me, you would totally see that. But what was your second question? My second question is, what's your favorite character in the new series? My favorite character? Well, I can't say it's Dak now that he's based on me, right? So I really like this character. His name is Eyeball. Okay? And you'll find out why he's named Eyeball. But uh, he's, he's a real funny guy. You'll like him. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Yes. Hi. Um, I have a question about the Maze Runner series. Okay. I was wondering what inspired you to do Teresa's character and why she made the actions that she did throughout the end of the books. Oh, okay. I thought you were about just to say a huge spoiler and I was about to... No. Yeah, I was trying not to. All right. No, that was a very good way of, of putting it. Teresa 
people ask me this all the time, are your characters directly based on someone? And usually they're not. Teresa is, parts of her are definitely inspired by people I've known. But I really wanted to show of all the things they go through in the Mage Runner trilogy, I wanted to show the difference between how Teresa reacted to it and how Thomas reacted to it. And I think by the end, Teresa couldn't handle it. That somehow Thomas handled it a little better. And I, I never tried to come out and actually say that, but I tried to show it throughout the three books. So that was part of the inspiration there. So what was your name? Oh, my name's Teresa. Your name's <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't really be, I don't know if it'd be a compliment or not to say she was based on you, so we'll just avoid that altogether. I kind of liked her in the first book, and then toward the end of the second book, I was a little angry at her. Yeah, she kind of went off the deep end a little bit there. Yeah. But all right, Teresa, thank you very much. All right, we still have a few more minutes. Yes. Um, so I was just wondering, um, don't you, like, why do you write more than one book at a time? Because don't you get, like, confused or something? <laughs> That is a much better question than you even know. What was your name? Millen. Millen? Yeah. All right, Millen. Well, I actually never write two books at exactly the same time. I do have more than one series going on at once, but I always work on just one at a time. But every once in a while, I will get confused in my head and use the wrong name or something from another book, which is obviously easy to fix. But they're very segmented in my brain. They're very separate. If you think about my different stories, they're not really that much alike. So it's actually pretty easy to keep them separate. So, but great question. And also, um, wouldn't you also like lose your train of thought? Like That happens to me a lot, actually. <laughs> it happened earlier when I was talking, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, people ask me about writer's block or stuff like that. Some days I'm just not feeling that creative. One thing that helps me, and I know this is going to make my job look really, really hard, is sometimes I'll go see a movie. I'll force myself to go to the theater and see a movie. And that really gets my creative juices flowing and gets me back on track. So even my wife buys this, that I have to go see movies for my job. It's really awesome. Okay. All right, thanks, Millen, for your question. Yeah. Okay, you're next. What's your name? Uh, my name is Joseph. And okay, Joseph. When you were writing the 13th reality, um, what did you base? It was Tick. Was he based on a real person? If so, who was he based on? Okay, Tick, Atticus, the main character from 13th reality. He was also, parts of him were based on me. He's kind of a nerd too, right? Yeah. We've got a major nerd theme going on tonight, or today. Um, but mostly he was just my own creation, and I just did a lot of brainstorming and tried to develop his character. So he's not really totally based on somebody, but good question. All right, what's your name? Drew. Drew, what's your question? Who is your favorite character in Ma the Maze Runner series? My favorite character in the Maze Runner now, sometimes when I answer this, people get mad. You're not going to get mad, right? No. All right. My favorite is Minho. Some of you, anyone a Minho fan out there? Yeah? 
I like how he is, he's definitely a smart aleck. He's kind of reckless, but he's fiercely loyal to Thomas. And so if I could pick any character and just hang out with him, it'd be Minho. So did I get your name? Drew. Oh, yeah, Drew. Thanks, Drew. Welcome. Thanks. All right, what's your name? Nina. Nina, what's your question? Um, of all the books that you've written, which one was the hardest to write? The hardest to write? Probably The Death Cure, which is the final book in the Maze Runner trilogy before the prequel. The Death Cure was hard because even though I knew what was going to happen, suddenly I had no more freedom to leave something for the next book. Everything had to be resolved and all the loose ends had to be tied up and I had to end it. You know, I, people get pretty passionate about books. Pretty much any time a series ends, there's a lot of people who complain and are mad because they didn't like how it ended. So I just felt a lot of pressure. I wanted to end it how I wanted, how I envisioned it, but I also wanted my readers to be satisfied and feel like it was worth their time to read all three books. So that was definitely the hardest one to write. So thanks, Nina. Okay, what's your name? I'm Allie. Hello, Allie. What's your um, question? Well, can I ask two questions? Yes. Um, well, how did you come up with the idea for the whole get it for him for t getting the letter in the Thirteenth Reality series? All right, another Thirteenth Reality fan. I just love I love riddles for one thing, and I loved the concept of someone suddenly getting all these riddles from a complete stranger. That was one of the first thoughts I ever had for Thirteenth Reality, and then I just as I came up with a reason behind it, I thought, wouldn't that be cool if they were testing kids to try to find those who are smart enough and brave enough to follow through with those letters? And so that's where the idea came from. And um, are you going to be involved in the writing of the, um, in the Maze Runner movie? In the movie. I hope so. The director that they just named, actually, um, he and I have talked, and... Although it's very early in the state, early stages, and I'm not really helping with the script, I'm hoping that along the lines he'll he'll get my creative feedback and stuff like that. But I don't know for sure yet. So fingers crossed. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. We have just a couple more minutes, so maybe two more questions. Okay. Um, I have two. Well, I'll start with one question. Um, do you have any plans for another book in the Maze Runner series that goes more in-depth into the early years of Thomas and Teresa? Probably not. Because I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like my fans would want that, but when they started yeah. reading it, it would just be boring because you mostly know everything that happened, and there's really not a lot of exciting things that happened before the maze, so probably not. You said you had submitted a lot of books to publishers before your first book got published. Was that, were any of the early, were the early books that you submitted the ones that ended up getting published? Or did you have a lot of books that just happened? No, I have a couple that okay. never did and probably never will get published. Let's all hope that they never get published. <laughs> all right, we're almost out of time. If you, if you, I'm sorry for the people who stood in line and didn't get a, to ask me. If you come to my signing at 1 o'clock, you can ask me whatever you want. So... Last question, real quick. 
recommend this book to? I recommend this book to every human who's ever been born. <laughs> All right? Guys, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.